This week's episode is brought to you by Ayo Listen to This Fan Podcast. Hey yo, welcome to the show. And if you ain't know well now you know. I'm out of here. If you don't, we don't give a damn. Hey yo. Hey yo. Listen Ayo. to this fam. <laughs> Off the door right there. Off the door. Hey yo, welcome back to another episode of the Ayo Listen to This Fan Podcast, where we talk about film. TV, hot topics, and everything to get you throughout the week. I'm one of your hosts, Kevin J. Stone. And I'm Maria, the creator. And the other co-host, Steph, the director. Steph Perry is still serving the country. And like we said, he'll be back soon. Um, but you can follow him on IG, TikTok, at Steph, the director. Mm-hmm. Oh, excuse me, I had to burp. Yeah, we starting off ghetto. Uh, <laughs> oh my god uh, but y'all know what y'all get when you come here um, <laughs> if this is your t- first time tuning in we thank you so much for tuning in and we hope that you stick around because we got something for everybody here mm-hmm. not, not everybody but a lot of people so um most of the yeah, people yeah and, and not the kids <laughs> and your church family yeah and uh, first, we want to apologize for last week. We know the episode did cut shortly at the end of the review. But uh, you got most of the, you know, the review. Um, so we want to apologize for that. Um, and uh, let's go ahead and get into some of our updates. And we're going to start with Easy Day. Because it's the only way. All right. So as we say every week, make sure you subscribe to the YouTube channel. That is YouTube.com slash Easy Day ENT. That is E-A-Z-E-D-A-Y-E-N-T. Mm-hmm. Subscribe. You can see stuff like uh, Wasteland, uh, Bump of the Bumping Night, Night, In the Trenches, Rules of Third, and the upcoming stuff that uh, they've been shooting recently. Mm-hmm. So uh, stay tuned for that. Like the live action anime. Uh, I forget it every week. Attack on Titan. <laughs> Attack on Titan. There we go. And Death um, Note. And Death Note. Yeah, the Death Note uh, thing. Is that going to be a film or a series? Um, I'm not sure. Okay. We're going to say serious for now. Okay. Um, yeah, so subscribe to that. Make sure you also get your promo for your project on our podcast. We have three different tiers, mm-hmm. and that's 15 seconds for $25, 30 seconds for $50, and a full minute for $100. And that will be where we can either play the trailer for up to a minute, you can write something out, and we'll talk about We'll read that. Mm-hmm. Um, if you want to record something yourself and send it to us, we'll play that for up to a minute. And uh, yeah, get your, your project promo on the podcast. That's mm-hmm. what we do here. Um. And while you're in the mood, make sure that you're also getting some Easy Day merch by going to easyday.com. Got shirts out there, Juneteenth. You know, that was just last weekend. Mm-hmm. Uh, and now it's a federal holiday. So you, you want to get that Juneteenth shirt so you'll be ready for next year. Um, but, you know, you can wear it all year. Um, and I got, you know, the shirt, the, the Black Hollywood. I have a bunch of mm-hmm. different other shirts that we rolled out recently. So make sure that you get those. And um, you can also subscribe to our podcast. That's right. You can go to. <clears throat> Sorry, guys. <laughs> I was definitely on low energy just now. I'm like, hell oh, yeah, you can go to. So sorry. Um. So yeah. You know where you can go to <laughs> subscribe to our channel. <laughs> I'm gonna tell you. So basically, you're gonna go to either AnchorFM.com or you can go to Spotify. Turn up. And you can find our profile and there's a link on the page. It says support. You'll click that. And there's three different tiers you can subscribe to. And that's 99 cents, 3.99. And if you're froggy, take that 9.99. Oh, I was ready to say that a lot. Take that leap. 9.99. She said, take that leap. <laughs> so yes, um, please do, please do consider subscribing to the show so that we can be able to bring bigger and better content. That's right. 
Um, and then also, as we always promote as well, Maria is doing creative headshots. Mm-hmm. That's right. Godboxproductions.com. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> um, but uh, let me get back to what we do before the updates. Maria, how are you doing? I'm fine. How about you? I'm good. You know, last weekend I uh, went to a premiere for a film that I was in. Um, it was more of a documentary style film, but I played mm-hmm. the actual, I played the character. Mm-hmm. Um, but it was dealing with different traumas that people go through. Yeah. Um, so I went to that premiere. That was my first time stepping into an actual movie theater. In a uh, while. In over a year. Mm. <laughs> and, I know uh, it felt good to be back. Huh? It did. Um, and it, we, it was at the Alamo Theater in Raleigh. Um, mm-hmm. So in that, in that theater, they have like the restaurant. Well, they have a restaurant and you can... um. They'll bring food to you as you're in the movie, you know, mm-hmm. your, your chair has a table connected to it. So, um, yeah, I've been there. Okay. That was my first time. time ever going. Oh, we, uh-huh. we shot Shanir's video in there. Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. Shanir, um, Wilson. Is that Wilson? Wilson. Yeah. Wilson. Uh, Shanir, well, okay. Just wanted to make sure. <laughs> I forgot. I'm, my bad. I'm about 95% like, like, <laughs> sure it's Wilson. I'm friends with him on Facebook too. And I was in one of his videos. <laughs> but, uh, yeah. Okay, but yeah, I did that. Um, that was cool, and uh, I'm telling you, people are really ready to get back out there. You know, they, mm-hmm. they we open now and they are not playing. Mm-mm. But this we outside is getting expensive. Yeah, <laughs> it's, it's crazy because um, even the Airbnbs are like jacking up their prices. Um, and people, you know, whatever they just want to get out the house and, yeah. and go turn up. I've seen quite a few people. Um, like you know. Flying out to different places. I was about to and, see. Everybody was catching a flight this past weekend. It was Father's yeah. Day weekend too. Happy belated father, um, Father's Day to the fathers as well. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, man. Muzz is catching flights and not feelings. And I'm like, <laughs> shit. <laughs> I want to catch a flight. <laughs> yeah, me too. Okay. But uh-huh. I will be at the end of this year. We going to Mexico. Okay. Yay. Hey. Uh-huh. Eso cuelo son amatita. All that, that she said. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't say shit. Okay. <laughs> you get a Taco Bell. You fooled me. Uh, <laughs> all right. So um, we're going to get into some trailers. We got a couple for you this week to talk about. The first one is this trailer starring Nicolas Cage, Academy Award winner Nicolas Cage. Uh, it's for a film called Pig. Mm-hmm. It's going to be released on July 16th. It's rated R. It's a drama thriller with an hour and 32 minute runtime. It says a truffle hunter. A, a truffle is a pig. Type of a pig. Uh, a truffle hunter who lives alone in the Oregonian, Oregonian wilderness must return to his past in Portland in search of his beloved foraging pig after she is kidnapped. Um, Nicholas Cage looks like uh, Leonardo DiCaprio in that film, The Reven- Revenant, where he had the long hair and he looked dirty and all that and he was fighting the bear. I was thinking uh, um, Tom Hanks and... Um, Castaway? Castaway. Yeah. Castaways! <laughs> we are castaways! That's my song. <laughs> Oh, thank you. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, I, I didn't get much from the trailer besides the fact that he was looking for a pig that was, uh, I guess, stolen from him. Mm-hmm. And it, Maria said that it looked like it was Gary Busey in the trailer. I thought it was an old white woman. I could not tell the difference between. Yeah, that was Gary. Um, but yeah, he he's always looked rough to me. Uh, <laughs> well dang um, but this film yeah it does not catch my attention I will not be checking it out um, and yeah so again that drops on July 16th Maria thoughts Um, I'm not interested seeing a movie about a guy fighting for a pig so yeah but it was good to see uh, them on TV you know um, 
I I used to like Nicolas Cage's old flicks, you mm-hmm. know, Face Off. Um, oh yeah, Face Off with the John Travolta, that was a good one. Yeah, and then he Ghost did Ghost Rider. I didn't see that. One. Oh, that was like the uh, the comic. I seen. Mm-hmm. Um, he did one about this man who was dying, and he went to Vegas. Was that was that Family Man? No. Okay. I forgot what it was called, but that one was pretty deep. Um, it was good. Yeah, he's but, a yeah. legendary actor. Yeah, he yeah. Is. Yeah. It was yeah. it was, <laughs> I don't know why I caught Gary Busey because his scene was so quick. I'm talking <laughs> about one point two seconds. I saw that ass. And I it said, wasn't oh. even like a front face view, it was a side. It angle. was a side face. It, I just I don't know. Certain people, <laughs> like I can spot them like a mile away, you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And, and Gary's one of the people because <laughs> he was on a couple of reality shows I used yeah. to watch back in the day. Wasn't he on uh what's the one Donald Trump's uh Yep, The Apprentice. The Apprentice, yeah. That fucking <laughs> <laughs> Gary, man, he's hilarious. Yeah. But uh, um yeah, um I I think cinematically it's gonna look good or whatever, but um as far as the storyline, I'm not compelled. So Yeah. Moving on to our next trailer, which uh, is the last one for this week. It's called. It's a film called Karen. Yes, that's correct. And that's what you're thinking is correct. Karen, mm-hmm. um, which is also my mother's name. <laughs> <laughs> um, but uh, it is a, I'm guessing it's rated R. They don't give much information. And actually, the release date is not revealed yet. So we don't know. I know it's going to, I think, believe the Cannes Film Festival. Um, but it's a crime drama, drama thriller. Uh, mm-hmm. Directed by Coke Daniels. I don't know if there's a man or a woman. I don't know. I don't know who would name their child Coke. Maybe the parent was doing Coke. I don't know. Oh shoot! <laughs> and said, "Wait a minute. Let me find a name for this baby. Hold on. Oh, I just did some Coke. Coke. Oh. <laughs> okay. Too far. A little. Okay. <laughs> okay. I don't care. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, but the film stars Taryn Manning. You know her from Hustle and Flow, mm-hmm. and more recently, Orange Is the New Black. Uh, yeah, she just got engaged to her uh, her wife. Uh, oh, her, not her wife. Her her girlfriend just proposed to her recently. So, you know, shout out to them. Oh, I didn't know she was LGBT. Yeah, I found that out. Um, Q A plus. Yeah, I found that out uh, a couple weeks ago when they when TMZ posted the uh, engagement video. Oh, um, her wife. I need to start back following a messy ass because well, they be sending me updates now that I have the app on my phone. But, uh, uh, this nigga got the whole ZMZ well, app. You know, look, I'll be trying to make sure I get stay up on the news. So, you know what I'm saying? I had something to talk about. Um, but yeah, yeah. Um, her, her fiance is some kind of singer. Um, I don't think she's a big singer, but she's a singer. Mm. Um, but Corey Hardrick, he's also um, an actor. But of course, he's an actor. But he's been in, um, what was it? I think it was a film they said called American Sniper. And he is the oh hub. yeah the, about the DC sniper yeah yes and he's uh married to Tia Mowry. Tia Mowry. that's what yeah. I was about to ask isn't that Tia's husband mm-hmm. that's good I'm glad yeah. he's working <laughs> y'all to see her face but yeah <laughs> nah cause we see his ass in a we minute had. and then Jasmine Burke I can't remember where I've seen that but I've seen him from like a black a lot of black stuff um mm-hmm. very pretty woman um. But yeah, so they and the synopsis is. Let me pull up the actual synopsis because IMDb gives you a short one. And I don't, I don't like that one too much. Um, but it says that uh, community activist Malik, who's played by Corey Hardrick, and his wife Imani, oh Saints and Sinners, that's where she's from, uh, are the couple who have just moved into Atlanta suburb, but they won't be backing down without a fight, and so Terry Manning is going to play their racist neighbor named Karen, who is a Karen. 
And uh, she's doing everything to try to get them out of this neighborhood. She's saying, you know, racial racial things. Um, I saw a uh, KKK, or not a KKK, but a um, Confederate flag on something. I don't know if she had sent that to them or something. But... It was on a, yeah, it looked like she had sent them, looked like a go- coffee cup. Okay. Or something. Um, and I saw, like, she had kicked over their trash cans, uh, I guess to make it look like they're not taking care of their, their trash, you know. Mm-hmm. And uh, just doing everything, trying to get them out of this neighborhood. And it looks like she's going to be playing that pretty well. Um, again, there's no release date, but this one I actually am interested in seeing. It looks mm-hmm. good. I know that the acting is going to be good. And um, the guy, I see him on IG all the time. He's like, he got big up IG. I think his name is Rennie. Uh, but he's like a, a IG comedian. Uh, Rennie. Yeah, Rennie. Rennie is his name. Um, mm-hmm. He's on Wild Out as well now, I guess. But... uh. Yeah, he's in the movie. I've never seen him acting in a movie before, so I don't know if this is his first role or not, but shout out to him. Mm-hmm. And, uh, gosh, he has 1.8 million subscribers on, not subscribers, followers on IG. Uh, I'm going to get there. We're going to get there. <laughs> <laughs> um, but, yeah, so, that, again, that film, we don't know when it's coming out, but it's going to be out, I'm assuming, this year. And uh, I will be checking it out. Yeah, um, I'm definitely going to check it out. Oh, yeah. For sure, because <laughs> I mean that thing look like it's right on time. Oh yeah, I, I think it's gonna like strike some people and what is it? Strike some people in a way. Struck their nerve. Yeah, struck their nerve. There we go. Or trigger people. Trigger people. That's the better trigger. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you. I'm stupid today. <laughs> it's gonna trigger some people. And uh, oh, I just I would love to be in the theater with the black and white people when they watching this movie. Not me. Because <laughs> the black people were looking at the white people like. And the white people going to be so uncomfortable. I don't even know if white people want to go see this movie in the theater. They love going to see race movies. Slave movies. Well, you know that back in the day, they didn't call our movies like slave movies or or black movies or black whatever. They would call them um, race movies. Mm. Race sim- cinema. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> race cinema. Mm-hmm. Well... Yeah, like like I said, I'm I'm here for the movie. Yeah. All right, so let's go ahead and get into some quick updates. And the first one I got for you is uh, Lavar Burton. Y'all know him from Reading Rainbow back in the day. People, oh yeah, yeah. That's Butterfly in the sky. Ow! I can go twice as high. Take, Take a, a look. look. It's, it's in, in a book. book. A Reading Rainbow. Rainbow. All right. <laughs> I can't go anywhere. <laughs> I sung that on my TikTok. Oh. Good. Shout out to you and your TikTok. I see you at 10,000 followers now. <laughs> yeah. I know. Growing. That, that, I did a TikTok lane. I just knew it was going to take off. Didn't go anywhere. And I think it's because I deleted it right after because I saw an error I made. Fucked up my algorithm. And then when I put it back out there, it was moving slow. But my next one I did and put out there is already passed for me 200 views, which for me is big. <laughs> <laughs> hey, man. I told you it's, it's a consistency game. Yeah, yeah. I put out two today. I tried to be, you know, do something because uh, uh, you know when i started i was with doing like about five or six of them a day yeah i ain't got that kind of time yeah <laughs> i don't i don't anymore like uh, i might do one every other day now yeah um but yeah well see so you in the algorithm now so you can do that oh um, not really <laughs> it's not even the same because if you go look at some of my numbers it's like vast difference hmm. but it's just one of those things where um it, you know, whenever my next post that goes viral, everything that behind it, mm-hmm. it'll catch that wave. Okay. You see what I'm saying? Gotcha. So right now, like, my recent videos are just 
like at 300, 400 views where mm. the ones before it was like in the six and double digit, you know, the five digit views. So okay. it, it, it's, it's not how you think. Cause I, t- I tested that theory. I was like, Oh, so I could just post whatever. I ain't got to really play this game no more. <laughs> Shit. <laughs> shit me your shit still get buried <laughs> what but it's just, yeah but see here's the thing like i just feel like like you don't get caught up on the numbers oh i'm not just you have know, I'll fun i'll be doing this shit for fun i just post yeah. fun about feelings but just have fun people be telling me hey your shit's creative i'm like okay exactly um but i got an idea i mean i ain't gonna tell y'all i got an idea uh now i'm gonna incorporate some other uh, things to try to make some numbers grow in multiple places we'll see how that goes <laughs> but anyway lavar burden so uh, I think it was last year or maybe it was earlier this year. No, it was earlier this year um, <sighs> because uh, what's his name? They used to host Jeopardy. He passed away back last Alex year. Alex Trebek. Alex Trebek, yeah. And then uh, Christmas Day of last year was his last episode. Um, but um, ever since then, people have been campaigning campaigning to get LeVar Burton to be the new host of Jeopardy. And Me being one of them. Yes, me as well. And so they had different uh, guest hosts that they've been uh, shuffling around, rotating, um, and so now what they're going to do is they're going to have Lavar Burton be one of those rotating hosts. Then he already do it. Oh no, it's going to be from July 26th to July 30th. Oh, that that week he'll be hosting Jeopardy. Um, so hopefully that goes well. I think he'll be a great fit for that show. Absolutely. And then hopefully this leads to him coming back and then eventually becoming the new official host of Jeopardy. He no. is. We're going to go ahead and yeah. claim that because he's brilliant and it's time that they show, shake the show up, man. Oh, yeah. I think that would definitely get a, you know, a new audience, get you know, different viewers. Yeah. And so, yeah. My best friend loves that show. Like she's, She plays Jeopardy every night. Mm. And my grandmother, too. I grew up with Jeopardy. Like That was the, the, the TV lineup every night. Yeah, that and Will of Fortune. Okay? That was <laughs> that was the lineup. And God forbid you touch that remote. Yeah. <laughs> So um, yeah, man, it's a it's it's a classic show, and I think Lavar is a classic man. I'm a classic man. <laughs> it's so funny we don't know no words. Yeah. It's good though. But y'all know exactly what we're talking about. <laughs> um, I'm trying to find this post that I was gonna talk about because I wanted to make sure I give this girl her credit. But uh, give me a second. I'm gonna pull it up on the another uh. Well, while you pulling that up, um, real quick, I don't know if y'all know, but the baby and Megan Thee Stallion had some words on Instagram. Oh yeah, I heard that she or, or the Twitters the other day, and then her boyfriend party had to jump in to oh, it. Oh shit! Yeah, so she's pissed at the baby because um, it looked like he tweet retweeted a tweet that someone wrote that said it looks like the baby and. Tory Lanez are yeah. friends since they both got away with shooting people or whatever. And didn't they do it? I thought he was doing a song with Tory Lanez. They did do a song. Okay. They have a song. Well, yeah, he put he put a track on Tory Lanez's song. Damn. So that was the thing, right? So that's why they said that. That was what triggered the, the tweet in the first place because they got a song out. And so Megan basically came out and was like, yo, you had already said you wasn't going to do no business with him because you said he was bad for business, but I see... How funny niggas move. <laughs> and so he was like, oh, shot, it ain't even like this. So go ahead and keep your wig on tight because I'm not even, you know, trying to act funny or nothing like that. Like he was like, anything I've said to you, I've said to him or whatever. He's like, this ain't my beef. Like, you know, and she 
So she said something mm-hmm. else. And then party said something to him. Like, basically, you ain't got to say nothing else to her. And I was just like, damn, they got a lot of music together. Yeah, they do. Y'all got to work that out. <laughs> Y'all got to work that out. Because yeah. they're the two artists out of the new school generation that I actually yeah. would take the, two of the, the biggest. time. Yeah. And listen to, and I don't want that for them. Yeah. I don't want that for them because they, they, they have great chemistry on, mm-hmm. on record. They do. Megan going to have mm-hmm. to like, <clears throat> listen, bitch. Megan, listen, lean in, honey. <clears throat> oh, I need Uh-oh. you to understand that. I understand Tori violated. I get that. But baby girl, we are in a business. Okay. So. The, until he's like arrested, people are going to still probably work with him. You know what I'm saying? If he's offering people 50, 100 bands to do do a verse and you want people to say no to that because you still mad, that's not good business, sweetheart. So I'm going to need you to take your personal shit off the table, okay? And put your business hat on, okay? You don't personally have to fuck with him. Party personally don't have to fuck with him. But every artist in the industry that you're cool with, you can't expect them all not to fuck with him if it makes business sense for them at that time. That's just the business. I mean, that wasn't a traumatic thing she went through. She got shot in the foot. She did. She got shot in the foot. And I'm not trying to take that away from her. But you can't expect every single person around you to completely like not talk to this nigga or not do business with him. him. You feel me? Mm -hmm. Because at first, everybody wasn't touching him. But... Let's 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 call a spade a spade. The nigga ain't been to jail yet. Emily, yeah, what's going on with that? You feel what I'm saying? Like we ain't seen no kind of litigations <laughs> against this guy. So people, you know what I'm saying? People still buying his music. Yeah. And if he is in demand, if his music is in demand as an artist, would it not make sense to just do a a verse? Or you mm-hmm. one of them petty people? You like nah. Mm-hmm. You can't, you can't fuck with nobody I don't fuck with. Mm-mm-mm. Is that you? Yeah, it's you. <laughs> hmm. Y'all niggas really, <laughs> y'all need to get off it. Mm. Well, I found what I was trying to uh, talk about. Um, so we want to give a, 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 not a big round of applause to this black queen, now the fastest woman reported by NBC Sports. A uh, black woman by the name of Shikari Richardson. From she, UCLA? I don't know where she's from. I think that's the UCLA. But girl. she had, she did her run and she was, um, she had this bright like orange hair. Yeah, that's Had UCLA. a long nails on. Okay, UCLA had a, had a long nails on. Mm. And looking ghetto and. That's fucked up. She looked ghetto. Okay. I mean, I loved it. I loved it. I love she it. She don't look ghetto because I mean, her hair is orange. Yeah, and it, and, and it she hurt. got those nails. You know how y'all, y'all do it where they be with them nails and they just be like oh. clicking them all the time. Like, hey, uh, well, um, I, you know, I don't get nails that long. <laughs> yeah. But, uh, yeah, so she um, she had a long hair, you know, a long bright hair and, and her nails and beat every motherfucker. It beat every person out there. Let me stop. <laughs> Let me stop uh, cussing so much. Every motherfucker out there. <laughs> that's what she beat. <laughs> She uh, walked every one of the bitches down. Yeah, she, she she did. And now um she has qualified for the Olympics. So she is she's earned a spot as part of the US track and field contingent for Tokyo for the Olympics um in 2022. 20 wait, when is it? 2022. Um yeah, so she's uh now the fastest woman. Um but it came out that she uh minutes after securing her first Olympic birth, what birth on Saturday? 
Yeah. She revealed that her uh, biolo- biological mother had passed away the week before. So she did all that while having to still go through uh, the death of her mother. So mm. I tell you, wow. black women are just... Mm, when they say black midget, black black, I was about to say black midget, black magic, black girl magic. Who's the black midget? Like who? What were you thinking about I don't that? I don't know how the midgets <laughs> were on your mind. You know, it might have been that TikTok you seen with the I mean, not little people earlier. That that, that might be what got in my mind. <laughs> Yo, um, that shit was so funny. <laughs> oh, it was. <laughs> <laughs> But yeah, so shout out to you, Queen, and we want you to take it all. I think it was like two other black women that also qualified for the U.S. Olympics, Mm -hmm. um, well, for the U.S. Olympic team. And uh, yeah, was Gabby one of them? I think, I think Gabby. Yeah, you talking about Gabby Douglas? Mm -hmm. Maybe, but I know Simone Biles. You know she's. I mean, that's what I meant to say. Simone Biles. Yeah, she's going to the Olympics. I'm pretty sure she's because she's already she broke a record. well, last week. Well, I know they were still in points and shit, so I didn't know if they were trying to rob her of that. Oh yeah, I mean you know the other uh, because she just keeps doing the un unimaginable, unthinkable. So they're trying to break her down any way they can. Um, oh, one thing I forgot to talk about was uh, what's her name? Since we're talking about black women in magic, tennis player uh, Naomi Osaka, she decided to pull not do Wimbledon as well, mm-hmm. and they're saying it's not. They don't know if it was in regards to her mental health thing, but most likely it was. And if, you know, if she needs to take a break, let her do that. Mm-hmm. And like she said, she's an introvert, and doing those interviews made her uncomfortable. I can understand. I'm an introvert, my damn self. So um, I don't like doing that. And that, that was something that happened this um, last weekend uh, when I had to do that that movie premiere. I had we we came to the front, um, and they were doing like a Q and A, and so one one of the audience members uh, asked a question, and the the director handed the mic to me to answer. I I mean, I guess I should have been prepared to speak. But I was just like, I was thinking you were going to do all that. I was not prepared. <laughs> <laughs> so, you know, I made my shit short and sweet because that's how I do. Um, but yeah, so Naomi Osaka, another black queen. Um, and yeah, let's move on. Okay. Congrats right. to them. Yeah. Um, <laughs> all right. So I think there's only like one big topic that I had. And I mean, it's really not big, but it's regarding uh, this on again, off again relationship. And no, we're not talking about Ben and Jen. <laughs> we're talking about Chloe. I was about to say Chloe Simpson. Because <laughs> some people some people claim that that's O.J. Simpson's daughter. But um, Chloe Kardashian. They look alike. And, and Tristan Thompson. Uh, so they've broken up again. Uh, TMZ learned that the split happened shortly after allegations spread last month after he cheated on her again. Um... Sources close to the couple's ex-couple uh, say they called things off a few weeks ago, not long after a woman named Sydney Chase claimed she and Tristan had sex after he had reunited with Chloe. Um, says Chloe and Tristan are still communicating. However, they are committed to co-parenting their three-year-old daughter, and we're told that Tristan spent Father's Day with her as well. Oh and my I- God, we don't care. <laughs> and I saw um, some other stories saying that Tristan had uh, was seen disappearing into a bedroom with three women at a party. Uh, <laughs> according to the Daily Mail, the Boston Celtics star might be in the midst might be in the midst of a, another cheating scandal. According to the site, over the weekend, Tristan Thompson disappeared into a bedroom with three women during a Bel Air birthday party. 
<laughs> and emerged disheveled 30 minutes later. Oh, shit. He got fucked up good now. <laughs> Who the fuck has a threesome in the middle of a party, though? I mean, this, that... is, this, is, this is Bel Air. I mean, it, this is, L, you know, LA. They, yeah, they, I, they do all I, kind of crazy shit out there. I hear. Yeah, <laughs> why am I asking? Because that's what regular schmegler people <laughs> Sources say that uh, he was headed straight for the bar after arriving at the party just after midnight and did a round of ultra luxurious De Leon tequila shots. I know he stank. While swigging Moet champagne before repeatedly grabbing the bottom of a female guest. Bruh, why do y'all have so much details? <laughs> because they are doing their job oh, as great report. They probably oh were at the God. party. <laughs> uh, two hours later, he was seen making a way, his it way to a bedroom insane. in the Bel Air mansion. Oh, it was a house party. So, oh, yeah, you know they got it. They're probably doing all kind of coke and everything in there. Where the party was held, um, accompanied by three women and a male friend. Okay, so it was two of them with three chicks. Five people in the room. He emerged 30 minutes later, looking with, wait, 30 minutes later with his dark red shirt crumpled and looking a mess. <laughs> and returned to the bar. <laughs> this nigga went back to the bar with, with coochie juice <laughs> on his lips and hands. Well, he was in the bedroom. He might have took a show. I doubt it. <laughs> I doubt it. <laughs> this, ugh. And, and y'all wonder why I want to build my mask forever. <laughs> Freaking with, you know, have hand sanitizer readily available. Because you niggas. They said, we outside, baby. They, I'm telling y'all niggas are really acting up now that you can go outside. Mm-mm-mm. I'm surprised. Like. And another news, Chloe Kardashian uh, confirmed she's only had one nose job. Bitch, y'all gonna stop lying to us. What y'all gonna stop doing? Because <laughs> you you've had at least three faces since I've known you. They, fuck all of them. <laughs> Boom. There we are. All right. That's all I got. <laughs> fuck kids. About the Kardashians. Yeah. I mean, we've given y'all longer shows, so it's going to be a shorter one this episode. But uh, yeah, that's all yeah. I really got. Nothing really happened. I mean, Kevin Hart, you know, we, he had some stuff that came out saying he was not funny and he tried to address that comment. Um, saying that you know his stand he's had three stand-ups that are in the top ten and two of them are in the top three. Um so but that still doesn't mean that you're First funny. of all, how many okay, let's talk about this for a second. How okay. many stand ups do he have? Yes, I'm a grown little man. Uh what now? The last one he did, which was terrible. Um I'm a grown little man was like I think one of his funniest ones. Uh what now? I can't remember them all. So it's probably the like one four before or that, five, maybe. Yeah, I will say at least five. At least five, because the one five. he did before this other one on Netflix was the one he did a tour with, and that's where he talked about you know the cheating on his wife. So yeah, I didn't see. So that both one. of those on Netflix. So he has at least two of them on Netflix. The last two on Netflix. Um, and then that. the one before the, that two went to the theaters. I think that was what now. See, Kevin. The thing with Kevin is he recycles a lot of jokes. Yeah, well, yeah. And I could see why people would think he's not funny because it's just like, we want some fresh shit. Because like Dave, Dave doesn't, doesn't recycle jokes. Mm-hmm. I don't even know if Dave writes anymore. I think he just be going off the dome. Yeah, because when he hosted um, SNL, it seemed like, I mean, you know, they had to write a monologue, but it seemed like it was really like off the dome. Yeah. Monologue. Yeah. Um, uh, like Cat Williams, he doesn't recycle a lot of his jokes yeah. either. So, um, okay, here we go. I don't know if it's a matter of you know because he, he is in so many things and don't have time to work on fresh material. 
But I'm like, if you're going to keep pumping these shits out, nigga, you can sit your ass down and write some <laughs> fresh jokes. Because, yo, because, you know, us, like, if you sell, tell a good, solid joke, we'll remember it forever. Right. Forever. So you bring your dust ass on stage and say that joke again. It's just like, all right, motherfucker. <laughs> like, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? You know, mm-hmm. Black Pope, like, we, we're a tough crowd. Yeah, we are yeah. a tough crowd. <laughs> so <laughs> you got to really bring it. We don't give a shit about your name being Kevin Hart. If, matter, of fact, uh, matter of fact, we might meet your ass in the back door, nigga. If you ain't funny, we done spent all this money on these motherfucking tickets, bitch. I'm, I'm uh, so I'm trying to look at all of them. But, uh, I'm looking at. I did, did a quick uh, Google search. I see uh, I'm a grown little man. Mm-hmm. I think that was the first one, and then the um, what did I say before? Oh, let, no, not that one. I'm a grown little man. I forgot the other one. I don't know if that was the same one I said earlier. But anyway, I'm a grown little man. Um, yeah, you didn't said that like 17 times. Okay. I'm a grown <laughs> little man. <laughs> you keep saying it. Like, you ain't going to let that thing yeah. go. Let me explain. That was another one. What now? Laughing my... Oh, laughing my pain. That was the one that uh, he talked about his wife. She knows his wife. Mm-hmm. Um, and then the, the one that came on Netflix recently, uh, last year during the pandemic, which we're still in. But uh, yeah, it came out last year. So what's that, like five, six? Uh, five. I don't know. Yeah. But anyway, he said three of them in the top two and five of them in the top ten or something like that. No, three of them in the top ten, two of them in the top three uh, of, of most highest grossing stand-up specials of all time. Man. Um, yeah, I think that uh, Kevin Hart, he, he's got he, he's got that crossover audience. So, therefore, you know, he got the one. Once you get the white people, you know, they're biased. I mean, black people, have they, they buy too. But once you cross over to the white people too, that gets you into a bigger audience, uh, and he's got all these movies, and they, by the by him know, being all those movies, it's it's crazy, like what you said as far as like when the crossover appeal. Mm-hmm. But if you notice, they all they have to start here in the black people yeah. community. And then if they, you don't impress us, it, your shit ain't going nowhere. Yeah. Why you think white people come to us first yeah. to give them the stamp of approval? Yeah. We make shit cool, and then you get on, and you kind of, and then you just stop catering yeah. to us you see yeah that's the problem and some people say that his stuff's not relatable because like the jokes he has he's talk- it's like that relates to people who are like rich like right. his rich people problems that he's complaining or he, he makes his jokes about and it's like well we can't really relate to that right because we're not rich no and living in hollywood and man. what's crazy is like you you have stand-ups like mike epps mm-hmm. who still keeps it yeah to the streets yeah. you know what i'm saying he still is finding relatability mm-hmm. with his audience and i think that's why we support him still i, I mean kevin mm-hmm. still has support too yeah. but i'm just saying as far as like uh when it comes to comedy now that's a that's a recycling joke ass nigga right there <laughs> boy mike so, uh, Ep- i mean not mike Ep- mike um michael blackson no mike um is it mike yeah it's mike Epps. Yeah, yeah, you said my guess. Yeah, yeah, I thought I was saying his last name yeah. wrong. I don't know why. Oh, you said he recycles jokes? A lot. Oh, see, I don't follow him like that. Yeah, he I've I've watched a couple of his stand-ups. Um, every last one of them he's he say the same jokes. It's just I think for Mike though, the thing that works for Mike is he's relatable. Mm. No matter how long he's been in the game, how much money he has, I think people still can see him and feel like I could walk up to him and have a beer with him. Whereas, yeah. like you were saying, Kevin has not been as relatable to us anymore. Since he got, you know, Hollywood. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? <clears throat> That's why I feel like, you know, Mike Epps' show is doing well 
on Netflix. I don't know if you've seen it yet. I, I've seen, I watched another episode. I've seen like the first five episodes, I want to say. Yeah. I think it's, it's pretty funny. I, man, we've watched the whole thing. Um, It was pretty good. I have not even taken a gander at Jamie Foxx's I, well, I tell you, I tried to watch the first episode and I cut it off because I just wasn't, yeah, it just wasn't grabbing me. The, the trailer alone didn't even make me want to watch it. Well, see, I didn't even watch the trailer before I started. I was just like, Jamie Foxx, okay, let me support. But then I was like, okay, I can't. <laughs> you see, again, we 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 launched his career and he did the crossover thing and he stopped relating with us. He's still as fun. Like, if he, if he would be like himself and like not try to, I guess, censor himself in a way, I think he would still be funny because when he was doing like the roasting and stuff back in the day, he... Yeah, we Hilarious. know Jamie is funny, but yeah. where has Jamie been lately? Like, I haven't seen him in a while. I mean, he was hosting that show on Fox Beach, Shazam. I don't even know if that comes on anymore. Uh, and then now he has that show on Netflix. Uh, Which Dad he could have kept. <laughs> he could have kept that. But yeah, I still think Jamie is... is, is I, st- I still think he has it in him. Now, I'm waiting for this Eddie Murphy. That was, yeah, you know. I, I, I like I like for him to... to, to do the the big screen stuff and mm-hmm. the the um the biopics. Yeah. I like that. Yeah, that like type Mike of Tyson is work. coming. I'm waiting for that. Yeah. Oh man, that shit's gonna be amazing. Mm-hmm. I already know it. Yeah, I can see him getting another Oscar for that. Yeah. That's uh-huh. that's gonna be amazing. And Mike has such a great story, man. Yeah. I can't I can't wait to see it. Yeah. <clears throat> I just I hate that Robin Givens uh well, I mean I understand why, but I just hate that she wanted to have her like portion of the story taken out because of what he did to her. Um. Yeah. <clears throat> anyway, um. Yeah. So <laughs> I'm looking forward to it. So yeah, we could just move on from there. Uh. Um. Well, I think that is all that we have for the hot topics for this week. Like we said, it was gonna be a short show this week. We got shows we had is over two hours, so y'all y'all will be good. This would be like an hour. Um. Mm-hmm. Uh, maybe a little more. Who knows? But uh. While we have some extra time, I, w- I want to go ahead and talk about um, some things that we need to address as far as... <laughs> Why are you looking like that? Because I'm like, what is it? Because when we people were, say we, we need to address it, I'm like, nigga, what, you all, want to fight? We, we've already talked about it. So. <laughs> oh, because I'm like, those are fighting words. We need to address this. What's up, nigga? Shit. I'll take these motherfucking earrings off gas. Put, put some Vaseline on my face. What's good? What's up? What we need to talk about? What we need to address? Huh? <laughs> Well, damn. Um, um, no, <laughs> it's regarding, uh, you know, like we've said, we've, been out, we've said before, you know, and we haven't done this in a long time. I don't think we've reviewed any projects um, from people that have reached out to us in the past year, I want to say. Mm-hmm. The last one we did was like, a, uh, I think it was like a web series. And that's back when Steph was here. Mm. Yeah, that web series. Um, I think it was on Amazon. I can't remember. It was. Okay. Um. But did we, we didn't have to pay to watch that. No, we didn't have to pay. Okay. But we never really like came up with a criteria for you guys when you guys want to, you know, reach out to us to have us review your project. Um, but we're gonna have to come together, you know, and, and get a criteria together because we had a project that we said last week that we were gonna review this week. But unfortunately, um we checked it out and it just didn't meet the standard of what we feel is um necessary to be reviewed on the podcast. Mm-hmm. And we didn't want to um, 
Well, I don't, me specifically, I didn't want to. I don't know if Maria just wanted to go with it or not. But I, I know we say we're going to be raw and like give you the, an honest opinion. Mm-hmm. But we we want to make sure that, you know, that your, your your project is like up to date. Like it needs to be filmed, you know, properly. In a, in in a, a certain, yeah. Yeah, that, like the audio quality has to be there. We don't want to want to be saying stuff like that. Cause we understand it's an indie level. So it's not going to be on a Hollywood. We can't review it on a Hollywood level because it's an indie film. But at the same time, you see the stuff Easy Day is doing. And of course, not everybody has that equipment like Easy Day. But the simple things and the basic things, like make sure your lighting is good, make sure your sound is good, make sure your, um, of course, your camera is good, and make sure that the project that you're filming does not look like it's filmed on a on, on a cell phone. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, we want to make sure that those things um, are, I guess, up to date when you send the, a project to us to review. So um, we're going to come together and get a criteria together because the film that I, I want I won't name the film because I don't want to. You know, seem like we're bashing this person, especially since they're a black uh, filmmaker. But um, the film just didn't meet our our standard mm-hmm. for reviewing, and so the film was um, almost two hours. And honestly, I got eight minutes and forty nine seconds in before I turned it off, and Steph got like six minutes in, um, and it just yeah it just it just wasn't it needs some more yeah it needed work um um, and it's fine i mean it's not no shade to anyone because like he said we don't want to um discourage anyone that's on their path on their way to greatness because we all started somewhere Mm -hmm. you should see my first film oh my Mm. god (laughs) (laughs) It, it was really 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 bad but um it just you know just kind of you know just Take your time and get some honest feedback, but we don't want to destroy someone, you know, um, their 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 vision mm-hmm. and their goals and and stuff with with our um with our harsh opinions. Yeah, and our because um, yeah, yeah, because I don't know no other way to be but right. to keep Neither it one hundred. You know, I don't. I'm I'm not um, someone who was raised in a house where we sugarcoated the mm-hmm. truth or what we felt like was our truth. Yeah. And I know that as an artist myself, mmm. I'm sensitive as fuck about my art. That's right, Eric Badu. I am sensitive yeah. as hell. I am too. You say one thing, I'm like, <laughs> throw the whole thing away. <laughs> I'm, I'm just quit. I don't want to do it no more. Like, mm-hmm. I really that. Like, I really do get in my feelings about my yeah. art. So we don't want to do that to someone else. Mm-hmm. Um, but I will say to the filmmaker, just... Um, Kind of go back and and look at some of the things um, that you think you can improve on, yeah, and and take those 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 lessons and and the experience and put more of of that education into your next project, mm-hmm. and we'll be more than happy to um, take a look at it, and also find you a mentor. Yeah, everybody want to jump out here and and make films, which is cool, mm-hmm. but. If you want to make good films, you need to find you a mentor. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Find somebody who's in the same space as you, been doing it longer than you, that might have more knowledge than you to be able to glean from. Yeah. Be able to collaborate with. Humble, you know, have humble humbleness about you and go to people and say, hey, do you mind if I, you know, come and shadow on set? I'll help you with, you know, setting up lights and all of this stuff. I just come to learn. Mm. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So if you take that approach, you your your film will get better and better. Yo, and and and, and just so you know, sir or ma'am, whoever sent in the, yes, the, sir, the film, yes, um, I did a film early this year, um, 
I didn't even put it out because I was so self-conscious about mm. it. So I commend you. I commend you because it takes a lot to put yourself out there yeah. through your art. Definitely. I mean, you got the whole thing done and put out there. So shout out to you for doing that. Um, one other thing I will say is don't be in a rush to try to get the, the, the project to go viral. You, I don't know if this is your first project or not, but the numbers will come. You do not have to buy the numbers um, because, I mean, it, it was obvious to tell to the to anybody viewing this that has seen, you know, films know the way that algorithms and things work, that your views were really, really high. And they did not match the following that you had and the comments that you had. So, so for something for, so I'll just say for a hundred thousand views, you should have had way more than ninety comments and, and way more than three hundred something subscribers. Those don't match up. So that makes it obvious that the views were bought, and you don't have to 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 buy your views. Um, try to get that following because they are not real viewers. Um, because they're gonna leave they're gonna leave comment out of a hundred thousand people. At least half of myself are gonna leave a comment, mm -hmm. and so. If that's not matching up, is the people, if you're trying to reach somebody in like Hollywood, see, they're going to see, okay, this is one. But the one, they're going to look at the quality, so they're not going to even look at more than 30 seconds of it. But um, they're going to see that the views don't match, and they're going to know that they were bought. Um, so just make just focus on putting, the, you know, making great content, make making sure it looks right, and not no, more so not so much the numbers. Yeah. Um, yeah because that will come. Worry, worry about the, um, the yeah. numbers like that. Yeah. Um, and also, like, again, share your film with other filmmakers mm -hmm. so that you can get real critique um, in how you can yeah. get better. Yeah. And these, this is just critique. Yeah. This is just to help you become better because yeah. we we all had to have this kumbaya. Yeah. Okay. Don't just share it with your friends and your family because those people are going to try they, to protect yes. you. You need people you don't know. You need somebody to tell you the truth. Yeah. You know, Strangers um, are the best critiques or critics because they give you honest feedback. Yeah, exactly. So, um the just you know kind of take it in stride and um just take you know what we're saying is um positive mm -hmm. feedback yeah it is positive yeah um so yeah so maybe next time um with the next film yeah we'll we'll definitely take a, a gander and mm -hmm. and and we can go from there yeah this is all you know we're trying to be positive not trying to tear anybody down um that's not what we aim to do um, I'll definitely say keep pushing, but you know, just at this time, we could not review that film. Um, with that being said, we have chosen another film to review this week mm -hmm. and it's on Netflix and it's perfect for the, uh, recent Father's Day that just recently happened over the weekend. This is a film starring Kevin Hart, um, and Melody Heard from them. It's called Fatherhood on Netflix and, uh, we'll be reviewing that, but we're going to take a break and after break, we'll review this film. What up, fam? First, we would like to thank all of our listeners who have been tuning in every week to listen to the funniest, most entertaining podcast crew. On behalf of Kevin J. Stone, Steph the Director, and Maria the Creative, we appreciate your love and support. We are happy to announce that AO Listen to This Fam is now live streaming on iHeartRadio's platform. That's right, guys. We on iHeartRadio. Our audience is growing, and it's thanks to our AO Listen to This Fam podcast family who is sticking beside us, and we thank you. Make sure you check us out on iHeartRadio, where we'll be still bringing you fresh content every week. That's film, TV, and hot topics, as always. Make sure you tune in. All right, welcome back to the show. 
as we said before the break, we're going to be reviewing the film, the film uh, Fatherhood on Netflix, starring Kevin Hart and Melody Heard, and Alfred Woodard in the film as well. Um, the synopsis is a father brings up his baby girl as a single dad after the unexpected death of his wife, who died a day after their daughter's birth. <clears throat> birth. Um, so yeah, that's it was sad too. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm trying to remember the girl's name. I know I wrote it in my notes somewhere of the the actress who played the mom. Oh, Deborah Ayurindi. Yeah, some kind of African last name. But you know her from them as well. And what's crazy is that she's playing Melody Hurd, who was in them. She's playing her mother for the second time. So I thought. Oh, that I was didn't me. realize that was the same yeah, girl. Yeah, same one, same same one, same girl. Uh, so the older version of Maddie in the film is played by Melody Hurd. Um, so that is her. She's yeah. so damn beautiful. And she is. Wow, she Deborah is. is so beautiful. Deborah is. Yeah, she's very beautiful. Um. So yeah, the film is an <clears throat> hour and forty nine minutes. It's a PG thirteen comedy drama, and it's uh, if you're too well, I'm not gonna say this again. But the way we review films is uh off seven key components, and those components are directing, writing, cinematography, editing, acting, set design, and the sound. So we'll start from the top, work our way down, and uh, yeah, let's go ahead and get into it. So the film is directed by Paul Weitz, and he is known for the feature 2002 feature film about a boy. Um, Directing-wise, I will say that he... I never have a lot to say with direct, <laughs> directing, but uh, I, th- I think he did a pretty good job with the story. I, I, I think the story was a, um, a compelling story. Uh, it was something different. Um, I have not seen a story about a, a single father. I've seen several, you know, stories about single mothers, but a single black father, uh, rather. Mm-hmm. I, I think that was something that was, um, you know, kind of new to me, and also to have like the 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 character of the families to be like brown skin families. Like they're really ever since like the whole twenty twenty and uh, the Oscar so black thing. Like people are really trying to make sure they cast a lot of black people, and specifically like. The, the chocolate brown people and mm-hmm. and I love that I love seeing more of us on screen mm-hmm. um, so Kevin Hart you know he had a uh, you know a brown skinned wife Deborah uh, Ayurinde and uh, his daughter Melody Heard um, who plays Maddie mm-hmm. she was also brown skinned <clears throat> and then when his uh, wife passed away mm-hmm. the new girlfriend uh, Liz she was also brown skinned and we know her from uh, she's got to have it the series on Netflix. Mm. That uh, Spike Lee did that was canceled after the second season, <clears throat> but uh, I like, never watched it. I saw uh, I saw majority of it. it you know, it, it was it was it was okay. It was okay. Um, I mean, let's go ahead and get into what uh, uh directing. Like I said, um, yeah, Maria, what you got for directing? Um, first of all, um, they did a great job. As far as um, <clears throat> the mood, mm. the emotion mm. that it carried, um, I feel like the director understood how to. Oh, I got something to. Go ahead. Um, I guess connect the audience with the story. Yes. Um. Because first of all, I will say, y'all know I'm a thug. Mm-hmm. And about 80% of the movie I cried. Mm. 
I uh, felt very emotional um, after the the scene when mm-hmm. when Lizzie went died. Mm-hmm. You know, um, I'm trying to think. Like there wasn't anything specific. I want to say like, oh my god, it was just you know. I'll say this. I don't know if it was the director. I'm gonna say the director, but he really. <clears throat> I don't know if Kevin Hart kind of connected with this story in a way as, as far as maybe thinking of his wife, you know, his actual real life, uh, real life wife, Aniko. Maybe he thought about her having you know their kids, or if he thought about his mom passing, or if the director kind of gave him the direction that he needed but the scene where his wife passed i had never seen kevin hart cry before and it looked so authentic mm-hmm. that i was surprised because I'm, I'm usually i'm like kevin hart's acting the same in everything i see that's a lot of that's the recurring theme with him that he acts the same in every movie but this one um it was definitely a different kevin hart to me uh he still had that, that same kevin hart in him but as far as uh, his acting i feel like he stepped it up a couple notches <clears throat> Uh, because to see him cry, you know, and to see him really like have those tears there, I don't know if they, I don't know if they use what's called like tear sticks to, was what they use in acting to make actors, uh, yeah, right, okay. <laughs> I don't know if that's what they they use to to put the tears there, or if he actually brought the tears on, you know, himself. But I'll say, and I know this kind of falls into acting too, but he did a great job with that, uh, with the a great job overall in the film, but especially with that um, that scene. Of, his, of when Liz passed, that was um, the scene for me that kind of really got the tears there for me because it, it was a really emotional scene and I was just like, <clears throat> it was just like I was just I was kind of blown away by his acting. I'm not gonna lie. Um, mm-hmm. So yeah, I think the director did a great job pulling that emotion out of him. Um, definitely did a great job with the uh, you know making sure that uh, Melody understood her character, which I don't know if he had that. Uh, if he was in, in, responsible for that as well but Melody Heard I've said before and I'll say it again she's a star her acting is impeccable mm-hmm. to be uh, as young as she is I don't know how old she is in real life I'm assuming like 6 or 7 um, but she's just a great actress a great child actress and um, they both did great jobs in this film um, mm-hmm. and she has a bright bright future ahead of her um, so we can go ahead and move on down to the next component and that is the writing and the writers for this film. Uh, Paul Weiss is also one of the writers. Um, Dana Stevens, who's known for the 2013 feature film Safe Haven. Um, and Matt Laud... No, no, that's not Matt Laud. So, uh, wait a minute, let me pull the other one up. because I, I wrote the actual character's name down here. Um, oh, no, that is him. Okay. Uh, that's, okay, so Matt Laud, Lodge Lodlin, have you said? That's also Kevin Hart's name in the film. So I thought I wrote the wrong thing down, but he's... So the writer, I guess, is based off of his book, Two Kisses for Maddie, a memoir of love and loss. And that was a thing that was um, done several times in the film. Um, Kevin Hart would give his daughter Maddie, Maddie, so his character's name in the film was Matt, and he would give his daughter Maddie two kisses, one for mommy and one for daddy. Um, and that was the thing they did, mm-hmm. uh, especially after his, you know, her mom passed away. Um, but Matt is actually one of the writers for this film. <clears throat> so uh, writing-wise, Great, like I said, great story. Uh, I, I thought that it was something uh, unique, something that you definitely don't see every day. Uh, love to see a, a black father and his daughter and the love that he had for his daughter. It was just, it was something I, I just, I love seeing on screen. Um, I, I love seeing fathers that are there in their children's lives and that they really care. I love that how the, the story was that 
Kevin Hart's character, Matt, was a pretty much like a a, a guy who didn't really like kids or know what to do with kids. He was like irresponsible. And his uh, his his mother and her mother, um, Liz's mother, which is played by Alfred Woodard, were thinking that he would not be able to raise his daughter alone, and they were wanting him to move back to uh, Minnesota so that she can be with them and they can kind of help raise uh, Maddie. And <clears throat> he was like, "No, I'm, I don't know how to do this, but I'm going to learn how to do it. I'm going to figure it out." And so he was persistent on doing that, and he didn't give up, and he figured that out. Um. <clears throat> I thought that it was a great story. I thought the characters were great. It was uh, great to see. I cannot remember the guy's name from. Um, he's in the movie Coming to America. Let me look him, look him up while he's while I'm doing that. Um, Laurel Howard. He was in a uh, Laurel Howery. I mean, he was in this film as well. Hold on. <clears throat> Let me get some water because I'm over here about to die. Mm. Ah, y'all hear that? All right. Oh, she's same age as uh, CJ. Okay, how old is she? So she's ten. She's well. She'll be ten this year. Okay, but she's nine. She's um um, her birthday's in October. Okay, um Frankie Frankie Faison is the name of the guy I'm talking about. He's played the uh, landlord on Coming to America in that very uh (laughs) terrible uh apartment that 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 Akeem and all of them had moved into when they came to New York. Um, but yeah, Laurel Howery is in the film as well, and. Uh, I, I, well, we'll we'll talk about all that in the, when we get to the acting part. But writing wise, Maria, what do you have? Um. Um. First of all, I wanted to go back to uh, directing. directing. Okay. Um. There was a scene that I thought the director powerfully encapsulated. Uh, when Kevin was taking on the role of being the single parent after he shooed his uh, mother-in-law and mother away, like, mm-hmm. just give me a chance to do this. And he um, came to the women's um, single parent support group. Okay, yeah. Um, I felt that scene so powerfully because we never think about the men who are in those unique situations mm-hmm. because it's, it does happen. There's been many of uh, men whose wives have died during birth mm-hmm. and they've had to step into this role um or just even men who um just had shitty um baby mamas who they've had to raise their infant children you know um it's not unheard of um my dad raised my sisters so he was a a single parent for a little while and um and i just could imagine you know the the level of frustration and um and guilt mm-hmm. that you that the man probably would feel because he's like man I can't I can't do it yeah. and he just kept like beating himself up it was just it was raw um it that felt like a raw moment because even though I know uh it it also showed how society handles single fathers mm-hmm. um subliminally but that's the same energy we give single fathers. They come into our spaces with their babies and we're just like, why are you here? Yeah, like, motherfucker, I'm mother? a parent too. <laughs> and I need help. Yeah. And he had to like flip out. Like, yo, yeah. I need help. Yeah. You know, um, I felt, I don't know why, but that, that scene stuck out to me so much. And I was like, the director gets it. Yeah. He gets, it. I don't know if he's been in these domestic situations, but he definitely got it. I don't know. Uh, 
There was two men, two men who wrote this, right? There was three. Um, so Matt. No. It no, was it was two, two. Yeah, two men and a woman. Yeah. So yeah. Yeah, I know a woman had to be in the room for this. Yeah. Because <laughs> it because it, it took a nurturing touch. Mm-hmm. Oh, so Dana Stevens's adaptation. So she yeah. wrote. Okay, so Matt wrote the book. She did an adaptation, and so then, she wrote the yeah, she wrote screenplay. He wrote the book. So yes, yeah. And then Paul Weiss is also one of the writers. Holy fuck! So that's his real story. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Okay, has, so has, this is based off a true story. Yeah, man, that that scene was so powerful. So that I explains felt, why it was you know so well because he wrote he wrote it he wrote it yeah um and also it was so relatable Mm -hmm. um because i remember having a newborn and um pretty much being on my own with the kid Mm -hmm. you know what i'm saying and you are trying to figure it out along the way hell i'm still trying to figure it out along the way (laughs) you know what i'm saying um these motherfuckers do not come home with instructions I don't yeah. care how many baby books you read, <laughs> <laughs> it still will not prepare you for, you know, the emotional, physical um, burden that, no, I don't want to say burden, but the physical endurance and the emotional endurance, like all of that mental endurance that you have to have um, bringing home a new life. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So mm-hmm. I just wanted to bring that up. As far as the writing, I thought it was... Um, like I said, I thought I thought it was very authentic. It felt authentic, and now um, we know why. <laughs> <laughs> and it it felt um, it felt so relatable, mm-hmm. um, because it was it was a, it was a shot where him and Alfred, 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 she plays uh, Ma- yeah, Alfred Marion, who is. She plays the, the mother of the woman that died, mm-hmm. his mother-in-law. And so she, he had came to Minnesota where they were living and they were in his wife's um, room when she was a young young girl. Mm-hmm. So they were sitting in her old bedroom in, a, in her parents' house. And the mom was saying how, because she was still going, she was still grieving. Mm-hmm. And she was saying how she would go and be in that room like hours on yeah. end. And now she said, I only allow myself to be in here for an hour now. And so they just both kind of sat there, just quiet. And and you see the shot of them panning yeah. out the room. This and film was so good, man. I just it was it was really good, man. I just it really it really yeah. really was because it just felt like something that it felt like we really did go on a journey. Yeah. With with him, it was believable for like the whole point of like you seeing him, this guy who doesn't really know how to do it, and the frustration he's going through trying to get this baby to stop crying, and can't get that damn yeah. stroller. So yeah, far. couldn't get the stroller, and the mom had to come. To, Look, take your time, Bree. And then she, after she talked to him, she went and got the stroller together, no problem. Mm-hmm. Um, and then he went in that room where them women was like, I don't know how to fold this <laughs> damn stroller. <laughs> yeah. it, that yeah. was so funny. So let's move on down to the cinematography. And the cinematographer for this film is Tobias Datum. They're known for, or he's known for uh, the film, the 2013, 2012, excuse me, feature film, Beast of the Southern Wild. Um, cinematography wise, I mean, there were a lot of uh, shots of them like outside doing things. Of course, if you've listened to me saying my favorite shots over the past few uh, films we've talked about, I'm usually saying that my favorite shots are like exterior shots, like shots mm-hmm. of like skylines and things like that. Um, so, I mean, for me, for this film, I think I wrote down something and I don't even think it was that this time. Um, it was a scene of them. 
outside. Um, and it was um, it was like a um, it was like a montage scene, I guess, but it was like real quick. It was uh, showing Maddie in three different stages of her life mm. um, when they were walking past the ducks, and it showed her as as an infant, and then uh, a little bit older, maybe like a toddler, and then her current age. You know, and all as as she was walking, it was like five ducks, uh, or I don't know, is it duck or ducks? What's ducks. the plural? Ducks. Five. So it was five ducks, and um. They were like going from like they're statue ducks, not yeah, real statue, ducks. statue ducks, and they were going. They from were duck- inside a park. Yeah, they were going from ducklings to an actual. The last uh, duck was uh, like a, a full adult duck, and so as the ducklings were aging, as you go to each statue, so was uh, Maddie, and so that to me was like my favorite shot, seeing that her her grow from the little toddler or the the baby to the. Her current age, which is probably like six, seven, like I said, mm-hmm. um, and he—that was when he was also dating his girlfriend at the time, which has the same name as his wife, uh, Liz, uh, Lizzie. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, that was my favorite shot. But other than that, I mean, the cinematography in this film was—you know—it everything was. Yeah. yeah, yeah. It was it was shot, you know, in a dramatic way, um, real. Um, and the friend kind of gave it some what of a comic relief, so it wasn't too heavy. Mm-hmm. Um, but it was, you know, it was some veterans in this film. Oh, Alfred. Yeah. Um, what was her <laughs> husband? Name? Alfred. Alfred. Alfrey. And then Frankie. Um, what's that? What did I say his name was Frankie. Frankie. Um, Faison. Yeah. Yeah, Frankie's man. That's a veteran right yeah. there. That's a veteran. Um. Yeah, man. It it was it was. It, I don't have anything more to say. Really, uh, it was. Cool. Well, we can go down to the editing. Uh, the editor is Chad Galster. Uh, he is known for the twenty eighteen film Yellowstone. Um, editing wise, again, nothing stands out to me that was uh, bad or like really really good. I mean, it just it, it really looked like like Maria said earlier, like we were looking at these people's lives and looking at this life of this father, you know, trying to raise this child alone mm. um but i mean editing wise everything was good to me there let me stop doing that yo um i will say far as editing this this just popped in my brain so there was a scene when kevin hart was on the plane with his daughter they were taking their first flight to missouri remember minnesota minnesota and she spit up on the guy that was beside oh, him yeah so when they got off the plane and he was greeting his parents, the guy came up behind him, like getting off the plane. Yeah. His shirt looked like it hadn't even been touched. Oh yeah, he had put on a different shirt. Yeah, it looked like it was the same shirt. I thought it was a t-shirt because he had like a button-up shirt on when he was sitting. Yeah, down. and then it looked like he came off the shirt because it was like a polo. I thought. I thought it was like a, like a t-shirt. I, mean, I had to go back and look at that scene again, but I thought he came. It was like a blue t-shirt he had on. Yeah, yeah. he had on a blue shirt. On the plane, and then he had on a blue shirt when he got off. But he, maybe okay. he changed it, and I didn't pick up on it. But I was like, "Yo, why he ain't got no stain on his shirt?" That's because that's what I was thinking it happened. I thought that he had changed his shirt to indicate that he had, you know, took that shirt off and got the the spit up on it and put on a different shirt. That's what I thought. Because I and less and I mean, if it was the same shirt, then that then that's a good question. But I thought he had on a different shirt, so I could be wrong. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, um. Let's move on down to the acting. 
like I said, the film stars Kevin Hart as Matt Lojlin, Lojlin. Uh, Melody Heard as Maddie. Uh, Alfred Woodard as Marion. Marion. Laurel mm-hmm. Howery as Jordan. Um, and like I said before, this is some of Kevin Hart's best <clears throat> acting uh, to me. Uh, I think he did a great job. I think everybody did a great job. Um, <laughs> this is not necessarily acting. Well, I, the, 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 the white guy, um, what is his name on here? Um, his name is Anthony Kerrigan. He plays Oscar. Um, mm-hmm. I first seen this guy. I want to. I, I believe it's the same person, and I, I'm pretty sure it is. But I, I first seen him on TikTok, um, and because he has a, a big following on TikTok, and he was talking about why he has no hair, and it's because he has like a alopecia. alopecia. Yeah. Um. So, for me, it just it looked kind of weird seeing him up there with no eyebrows, <laughs> and I kind of wish that they would have put like fake eyebrows on him just to make him, <laughs> you know, look. I don't want to say normal, but make him look like you know he had, uh, just give Bruh. just give him eyebrows. But then um, at the same time, it's like, well, you know what? People are are different, and, and showing diversity and showing that people come, you know, all different shapes, forms, fashions, and they all need to be seen. So somebody else out there who is you know going through alopecia, and it, they probably would be happy to see someone like them on screen. So and. <laughs> I, you know, so I, I kind of like okay, well, maybe I should not feel that way. Um, <laughs> that's fucked up. See, <laughs> I thought he played Whitey. Did he not play Whitey? That they would have called him Whitey. Or, <laughs> no, the, no, no. In another, in another movie. Oh, in another movie. Um, because it was a he guy. He said he was, he was diagnosed at the age of three with autoimmune disease, alopecia, or areta, areta. Uh, he has uh, really? yeah he has a pretty extensive uh, uh resume here on IMDb so yeah that's what I'm saying like I think I've seen him in other projects and there was one because there was a kid who didn't have any freaking hair and they called him Whitey I don't see anything showing up with the character named Whitey though so I don't know about yeah, that it it might be another kid but yeah but, oh yeah homie's been working since 2008 on Law and Order turn <laughs> up cause Kevin's about to be on Law and Order fan fan, <laughs> fan, fan, fan series but yeah <laughs> you ain't have to let him know that okay? uh, <laughs> I don't like a lot to the people I like it wasn't a lie <laughs> then where's the lie did I lie no you didn't okay then <laughs> Um, I didn't say whose SUV. <laughs> that SUV. SBU. SBU. <laughs> yeah, the SUV. I'm about to be in the car. <laughs> SBU. Nobody knows who's law and order. Um, <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, I think everybody did a great job. Uh, Dewanda Wise, she's the one from uh, She's Gotta Have It, I was talking about. She played, uh, well, they, the daughter called her Swan, but her name was really like Lizzie. Liz. Um, and then Deborah Ayurinda, she didn't have a big part in the film, but I mean, of course, her story, her her character was a main part of the story. Mm-hmm. Um, she did a great job. Uh, everybody did a great job in this film. Uh, yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, I I will say um, I was impressed with Kevin. Um, looks like he stepped his game up. Mm-hmm. So I don't know if he got an acting coach or what, but possibly. Um, but then again, I mean the. Do you really need to practice on being a father when you're a father in real life? Yeah. Because he has so yeah. many places to pull from. I mean, from. You, you can pull from Because he has a, a chocolate daughter. Mm-hmm. He does. And um, he actually um, did an interview this past week with someone. 
and he talked about how his daughter checked him. I saw that. So yeah. he he had something to claim from. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm pretty sure he probably was like like putting that what if situation and yeah. how he would respond. So I think that's kind of how we got that raw emotion from yeah, him. It seems. Yeah. Well, um, yeah, he did a great job. Go ahead. Yeah, yeah. Um, Rail. There were moments where Rail was a little annoying. Yeah. But I mean, I feel like that character was meant to be a little annoying. I get it. Yeah. Yeah, he was annoying. <laughs> he but if that was the purpose, he, he he did his job. Yeah. Um Yeah, everybody was, was pretty solid though. Yeah. I can't think of anybody who was really lackluster like that. I will say there was a baby that they used to show her taking her first steps. Mm-hmm. And I was like, that baby ain't no baby baby. No. That was a whole toddler. <laughs> that baby already could walk. They was telling that baby to take tiny steps. You could tell. I yeah. was looking, I was like, look at this. Y'all could look at this. <laughs> well, hey, you know, it, it still was, it was good. It's, yeah, it's you know, if you if you're not looking as hard as we are, it, yeah. it, it would they got away with it. I think the way that the um the cinematographer um framed it up, mm. it made her look like she really was taking yeah. her beginning steps, but there was a, another shot that he did from the rear, mm-hmm. and you could see her little legs was long mm-hmm. as hell. <laughs> and he's like, "Okay, mm-hmm. she's definitely not mm-hmm. like super young, like they tried to make her look." Mm-hmm. But yeah, that was pretty cool. Um, the casting director is Kim Coleman. She was known for the 2018 feature film Oscar-winning feature film uh, Black Klansman, starring Maria's uh, Boo. I've John never Dingle. seen it. I have it. I'll let you borrow it. Oh yeah. Borrow what? The movie, Black Klansman. You say you never. Where seen you it? have it on? You don't have a Blu-ray player. <laughs> Y'all get this nigga out of here. A Blu-ray player. You acting like that's something like two thousand or something like that. That shit is still old, Kevin. I've never heard nobody say, "Yo, you got that Blu-ray." <laughs> you wait. So people really don't have Blu-rays anymore. They probably do, but it's really in a, a dated technology. Okay, I mean, well, it might be streaming somewhere, but I mean, that's how I was like, "What?" I have it on my phone too. I, I don't the, have. I, have the, the, I don't the even have a DVD too. player anywhere in this house. I mean, well, you know, not even a CD player anywhere. Like okay, my yeah, laptop a CD player, I can see, but a damn Blu-ray player is not. I mean, they still. I'm make, not saying it's, they still make Blu-ray. Uh, Blu-ray I'm not films. saying they do. They do, but it's it's a dying technology. Yeah, it is. But you, you still go to Target and get a, a Blu-ray of a new movie. So to it. me, that's still current. If they still making Blu-rays, if it wasn't, they wouldn't be making movies on. That's true because the baby boomers are still. <laughs> <laughs> no, they don't have CDs anymore. Yeah, they still holding on. Now, wait, we do have the the PlayStation downstairs. I can put that, a disc yeah, in, that. in that. I think that that plays Blu-ray, right? Yeah, it does. See, well, I got a Blu-ray. <laughs> See, you should try to call me out, <laughs> and you got one in here. <laughs> <laughs> because who the fuck? <laughs> Blue well, you got one in there. <laughs> so don't try to act like you're all hip to the game. No, you got one in here. <laughs> act like I said you got a VCR. You did. That's <laughs> oh, damn near what you said. Damn. Well, you got one in there. <laughs> damn near what you said. <laughs> oh, let's move on to the last two components. So we got uh, set design. Uh, and mm-hmm. The production designer for this film is Sarah Knowles. She is known for the 2002 feature film starring Leonardo DiCaprio, Catch Me If You Can. Um, the costume designer is Francine Jameson, Tan Chuck. 
known for the 2017 feature film, Detroit, which we've talked about a few times. Um, but yeah, production design wise and costume design wise, how do you how do you feel the film looked? I mean, everything looked authentic. Even when she was giving birth to the baby, he had to cut the umbilical cord. Oh yeah, yeah, it looked authentic too, from what I've learned about in school and seen. <laughs> yeah, so I I think everything looked good. There's nothing I can really say that stood out that was like either oh my god this yeah. or that. Um, I'll say as far as the settings, of course, we know the place the 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 story takes place in Boston and Minnesota. Um, I think that the the backdrops, especially like when Kevin Hart's uh, character's Matt was sitting down and talking to his mom with mm-hmm. about the whole stroller thing, you know, had the like the backdrop of the city in the um in the background. I thought that looked like uh an authentic uh you know like like being in a park. Uh, so all all mm-hmm. the locations looked you know authentic. Um, of course, the house houses looked like actual houses. I don't know if they were filming an actual house or on a set mm-hmm. uh, or like a soundstage, but um, everything looked authentic production uh, design-wise and costume design-wise. I mean, it, it looks like the story is pretty current, so they were dressed pretty current. Um, yeah, and I, I thought everything looked good there. So the last thing we got is the sound. Um and the composer for this is Rupert Gregson Williams, known for the 2017 feature film Wonder Woman. Um, as far as sound wise go, I mean, they, they, everything was great. They, they had the whole baby crying sound, sound like an actual baby crying. Um, mm-hmm. And they had that to the point where you really felt like frustrated, like, please shut that baby up, mm-hmm. at least for me. <laughs> they, um, I, I would say there was parts in the movie, and this part, this had nothing to do with sound. Okay. Um, but there was parts in the movie that made me think about three men and a baby. Okay. Um, when he had his friends like mm-hmm. sinking over yeah, the baby yeah. and stuff. Um, those are actually classic comedy tropes. Mm-hmm. Um, because if you look at a lot of like the old sitcoms from the nineties, mm-hmm. they all that. have a a, a a episode where it's like three yeah. men stuck with a baby. Yeah. So I I I I thought that was pretty cool. Just kind of playing. And it probably wasn't even um, the intent, but I was like, okay, paying homage to the '90s, mm-hmm. you know that um, <clears throat> that um, that feel. Um, so yeah, Three Men and a Baby. They came out in the '80s, already. I thought it was in early '90s. One or the two. I don't know. I wasn't here. I'm I'm 25. I'm just and shit. I was about to say, <laughs> motherfucker, if I was here, your ass was here. <laughs> we not gonna do that. <laughs> While these children in school talk about in the 1900s, <laughs> you bastards. <laughs> you know, if you're born in the 90s or 19-something, they don't even check your ID anymore. I know. <laughs> Yo, but every time I go to this particular Sheets, the, and I get this one cashier, I swear every time I give her my ID, she's like, oh, you're that old? <laughs> the last time she did, I said, you said that last time. Like, well, you know what? She's surprised every time she sees you. I see. Yeah, I'm almost like, does this bitch got amnesia or something? Like she said, she gives me the same response every time as if she never met me before. Just like, all right. So now we've gotten to the part of the show where we're going to tell you if this film is worth um, watching or not by giving you our final review. And if you've been listening, you can pretty much tell what our answer is going to be. But uh, it's either going to be we're hurting if we didn't like it, game blouses if we liked it. Or playing in the background if we're indifferent about it. 
So uh, I'll go first this time. I'll say definitely for me, game blouses, blousers. You know what I'm saying. <laughs> <laughs> um, I definitely would go back and watch this movie again. I think that it was, uh, like I said, some of Kevin Hart's best acting, if not his best acting yet, um, probably is. And I, I think Melody Heard. I'm just, I'm a fan of hers. Um, she's a little star, and I, I think that everybody did a great job. I thought the story was unique and just great to see. Good to see a father raising a daughter. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's definitely something I would go back and see again. So, Maria, what you got? Um, I'm going to give it uh, a play in the background. Psych, I'm joking. <laughs> nah, you guys should definitely go see it. Um, it was a, one of those feel-good emotional movies. Um, if it made the thug cry, <laughs> it might be worth a gander. You know? Yeah. Um, it was a beautiful thing. Um. And I and I, I got to say this, that men, I don't give a fuck what nobody says. You are important in your children's lives. Oh, definitely. You are important. Um, I don't care if you having the most tumultuous relationship with their mother. Some way, somehow, bridge that gap. Mm-hmm. Be in them baby's lives. Um, even if you don't think you can do it. Even if you think you're imperfect, Kevin Hart was so the character was so hard on himself as a dad, and we have those moments, mm-hmm. man. I mean, I have moments where I'm like, "Oh my god, I'm a <clears throat> shit mother," and then you have people who come along and remind you, "No, actually, you're doing a pretty good job." Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? So nobody, nobody has the blueprint to these damn kids. Okay, not even the motherfuckers who are writing the books about mm-hmm. them. They don't have the blueprint to all of them. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. What's important is is showing them love. You yeah. don't have to be perfect. You know, um, I'm <clears> 40 <throat> years old and I still need my dad. I still mm-hmm. need to be able to call and talk to him. You know, just the thought of there's a man in this earth who loves me more than anything. Yeah. Unconditionally. That's 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 consoling in itself. So. Mm. You guys are important. You guys are valuable. And don't let nobody ever tell you any different. Yeah. And again, happy belated Father's Day to all the fathers out there. Um, this film was definitely, like Maria said, a feel-good film. Uh, it just made me, like, just appreciate, you know, my dad and just, my mom, too. But, um, it, it, you know, I, it made me appreciate my dad more. And just also, like, I was, um, I didn't say I was with my brother this weekend. And seeing him, he's not raising his, his two daughters alone, but. Seeing him raise, you know, take care of his daughters, he really like this. He puts forward like when you ask him, you know, what's the most important thing to him is his children, um, and he's like, you know, he just wants to make sure that his children don't have the experience of life that we we experienced growing up. Mm-hmm. And so he's trying to do the best he can to make sure that they have a better life, which he's been doing. He's going above and beyond. They're living way better lives than we lived growing up because we, <laughs> you know, we just had to make do with what we had. Like we mm-hmm. would take plastic tarp. We lived on, on a house that had like a little bit of a hill. And we couldn't afford to go to like water parks and things like that. So my dad would get this big plastic tarp, the water hose, put it on the head, like kind of nail it into the ground, and then that would be our water slide. That's dope. And that's stuff we had to do like growing up just to, you know, find ways to have fun at a much cheaper (laughs) Yo, that's funny you said that because in New York, um, we didn't have a sled. Mm. It used to snow. Oh, yeah. There was this hill behind our building, and we would um, ride um, abandoned car doors 
Oh man, <laughs> I thought you were say like trash can top because I've done that before. Yeah, I mean whatever Blitz. we could get our hands on, but yeah. just so happened that particular day we had an abandoned car door, <laughs> and we rolled that hole up and down it. <laughs> now we also would yeah. take cardboard, but you can only yeah. get but so many rides with the cardboard because right. it'll start to get wet. Mm-hmm. But yeah, um, like you said, trash can tops yeah. or whatever um, that you can get out there. Then you see somebody come out there with a real sled yeah. you looking like mm. i don't think i've ever had sat on a real sled before me either <laughs> me either everything's got up yeah. like but we had still, those fun it's that you yeah. still get it and then yeah. you know what i feel like the trash can tops are the best you know yeah. why because they spin while yeah. you're sliding yeah. down <laughs> you spin around in you a gotta, circle you gotta marry go around and slide all in one <laughs> Exactly, <laughs> and then we had to jump off before it hit the gate. Uh, <laughs> you gotta hurry up and jump off because yeah. if you stay on there, you hit that gate. <laughs> Your ass might hit, fucking have whiplash. But that was our ghetto yeah. fucking um, yeah, amusement man. park too. Yeah. Um. Yeah, man. We we really try to. Some sometimes we might try to overcompensate for what we feel like we lacked in our childhood. Trying mm-hmm. to do all for our kids. That's why a lot of our kids are spoiled. Fucking yeah, they rotten. are definitely. Like I don't have kids, but they definitely like my niece is definitely spoiled. She has everything. Well, both my nieces, they have everything. You see, like we try to overcompensate, but the most important part is um, learning your kids' love language. Mm. Make sure they feel loved. Because how many times have you heard grown ass people be like, "Yeah, my parents got me everything, but I didn't feel like they loved me." Yeah. Like it was the the, the small moments, like the you know celebrating their wins, celebrating you know. Or comforting them in, in, in their um their low points in life, um, yeah. encouraging them, you know, things and such like that. You yeah, know, it takes more than money, Nick Cannon. That was a story I didn't talk about tonight, but yeah. Yo, <laughs> yo, fucking Nick Dick him down cannon. <laughs> uh, you know, I call him Dick Cannon, but you <laughs> yes, goddamn Dick down cannon, boy. But, uh, yeah. we, but yeah, um. That's but try, let's try not to spoil them too much, man, yeah. because, you know, you want them to have some yeah. some get up and go about yeah. themselves. Make some, it a nice balance. Yeah. Nice little balance. Like, but show them that, you know, you you still have to put in work mm-hmm. to accomplish certain things or whatever, because you don't want them to grow up as adults and thinking that everything going to be handed to them. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. You don't want to raise entitled. Yeah. I, I know people mm-hmm. like that. Hello. <laughs> Hello. <laughs> But uh, that's our <laughs> review on the film. Let us know if you've seen the film. Let us know what you mm-hmm. uh, what you thought, or if you haven't seen it, go check it out. I I, I recommend it. Mm-hmm. Checking it out. Um, and make sure you guys are following us on all social media. Uh, we have our Facebook page at um, Ao Listen to This Fam Podcast. Yeah, and our IG and TikTok is Ao Listen Fam. Uh, yeah, so follow us, and then you can follow us individually as well. Maria on IG is. God Box Productions and on mm-hmm. TikTok she is Maria the Creative that is C-R-E-8-T-I-V-E mm-hmm. and you can follow Kevin at Kevin J Stone on Instagram and it's just Kevin no it's both it's Kevin J Stone but you said the period was yeah I removed it so now it's the same on both oh it's the same on both so yeah. it's just Kevin J Stone mm-hmm. on, on both platforms TikTok and Instagram yeah and you can follow Steph the Director uh, it's the same on both TikTok and Instagram as well and mm-hmm. just create the vision you know our videographer Justin just create the vision that's just with no T um, on IG and TikTok mm-hmm. so yeah we're gonna get up out of here uh, thank y'all for tuning in make sure you guys are sharing this podcast around we've been spreading the word we appreciate it so much and also make sure that you stay safe stay sane and stay sanitized I didn't forget this week <laughs> <laughs> that's Usually right <laughs> peace <laughs>